Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Hi. Hello. You got dumped. You got dumped. I know. Isn't it a, a weird coincidence? We both got dumped within like a month of each other. We both got dumped. Uh, not, I should, I should jump in by our, I'm going to say primary partners. Not to be hierarchical, but let's be hierarchical, guys. Well, I, like, it, I was talking about this with someone the other day, and I, I, was, I had to compare it to Christians who are like, I'm not religious, I just believe that Jesus is the son of God, and I've given my life to him. And I'm like, that, that is religious, like, <laughs> that is, that's just what religion is. Like, I understand that you don't like the associations that come with it, but you are religious, you have to come to terms with that. Similarly, I'm like, Lucy is my primary partner. Like, I don't like the connotations that come with that, but it's undeniably true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, and Lucy did not dump me. Yes. Corin did not dump me, which is nice. Well, not yet. Not yet, yes. <laughs> Just waiting. <laughs> you, you were so fine with that. You were so chill about it. <laughs> I was thinking about this because, so you got dumped how long ago? I don't have, like, I haven't been counting down the days. No, you've been counting up the days, surely, but... <laughs> <laughs> counting down the days until a month after I got dumped. Um, let me see if I've got a note of it somewhere. You don't need to know exactly, like, just generally. You, you asked me when. Okay. I don't know. You need that days until app. Oh, man, this is, a, this is a bad idea. I went into the conversation I'm having with my ex, and I'm like, oh, we were so happy and in love. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. This was a really bad move. Uh... That's some nudie pics of me. You'll be glad to know. Good. It's really hard for you to say that without me imagining in my head. It's a picture of my cock. Yeah, and I just... Love it. There's something... I ate some bad yogurt yesterday, and it's a similar feeling to that. Also, you're great. This is such a sad experience. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to find, like, the last time we organized to hang out, because that was obviously the last time we hung out, because we broke up. And in the process, I went up way too high, and now I'm just scrolling down through, like, several months' worth of really, like, loving and lovely pictures, and, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's not good times. Oh, this episode ended up being sadder than I expected. Like, and I expected it to be a bit sad. Oh my god, I sent so many messages. I also get a lot of messages, but I'm like, I commentated the entire film Brother Bear. <laughs> Why? Okay, here we go. Uh, so, broke up on the 3rd of December. Okay, so it's been a month and three days. Uh, I think we'll probably cut most of this out, so just ask me the question again. How long ago did you guys break up? Uh, about a month ago. I just know that off the top of my head. Just know <laughs> <laughs> I got dumped like I don't know like a week or two ago anyway it doesn't matter how long it is the point is you are one of my greatest friends 
in every sense. Like, not only are we very close, but also I'm just great. No, that's not how I meant it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I still know absolutely zero about your breakup. And it's kind of interesting, like, how this podcast molds what our friendship can look like, depending on how we choose to do the podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, on one hand, it's brought us much, much closer, as we've talked about in the past, just because we are in constant contact and logistical working things out is the trick to intimacy. There's, there's a little tip for people at home. If you want to become close to someone, do a project with them because you have to be in constant contact and being in constant contact with someone is what makes you close. I mean, it could also make you just really realize you don't like each other. I feel like that's still a positive. Like if you want to be friends with someone and you do a project and you're like, oh, I hate this person, you will stop wanting to be friends with them. It'll, it'll solve the problem either way. So what do you think about like living with your friends? Because, you know, people are like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to live with my friend because then I might get pissed off at them. I don't know. I've lived with friends. I've never had trouble with it. You're such a weird person. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have... Anyway, we're really intimate and yet also you got dumped and I know zero about it and it's been a month. You probably emotionally processed it all by now. No. Oh. Yeah, I'm still really sad. That is... No. Oh. This is the second saddest I've been after a breakup. What was the first saddest? I'm going to let you guess that one. Oh my God, the biggest grin on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Peter, tell us. What was the first saddest? I don't know. It was Lucy. You and Lucy are still going out. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess this is the first then. After you and I broke up, I had a really rough time for a bunch of reasons. So it's hard, it's hard to separate like which bits were due to the breakup and which bits were the fact that I moved three times in two months. It was probably mostly to do with the breakup. Come on. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. It was pretty rough. It's a pretty rough time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Joking about your emotional turmoil. The best we need, kind of we need a We need a fake name for my ex. Uh, Sawyer? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Samantha. Samantha. It's the name of the main character in my sitcom. Okay, great. Samantha is extraordinarily private. Like, one of probably the most private person I've ever, like, regularly interacted with, Uh, which is part of why, like, she was so fascinated by me because I live very publicly and she doesn't. And so, at her request, like, I've not talked about the podcast much. And whenever I did, I'd send it to her and she'd uh, reply saying, Oh my God, I blush so hard. Uh, And then we broke up. And I'll, I'll go into more detail in a second. That's not the whole story. But she got in contact a few days later being like, hey, look, I've been thinking about it. And I know it's a big part of your process. So you are welcome to talk about the breakup on your podcast. It's very cool. I thought that was very cool of her. I also asked the person who who dumped me. I think we've used their name on the show before. <laughs> oh, I wasn't like deliberately not saying their name for a reason. Oh, right. Um. Anyway, and wait on. Let me just see if I can find what the conversation Wow, we message a lot. Are you doing what I did and getting really sad? No, 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 no. I'm going through just all the conversations we've had since the conversation. <laughs> uh, okay, so I found it. I said, how do you feel if I talk about our, in in air quotes, breakup, and then in brackets, is it a breakup? And then in brackets again, <laughs> it's definitely a breakup. And then in brackets again, I think, on the podcast question, like, are you golf emoji or upside down smiley face emoji or worried face or, or worried face emoji about it? Wow. Uh. And he said, 
<laughs> he said, I'm pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even pick one of the various carefully implemented emoji <laughs> options. Well, then he said something else and then he put down the upside, upside down smiley face emoji. Which I would have read as a no. <laughs> and then he said, let me know which episode though, because I want to hear it. I mean, I'm assuming you're mostly just going to talk about how awesome I am, so... <laughs> and I was like, I mean, we haven't recorded it yet, but I'll make sure to give you a shout-out to how awesome you are. Like, at the end or something, might not have space in the main bit, because I need a lot of time to talk about, in caps, how terrible you are! <laughs> anyway. So there'll be a footnote. So yeah, I asked, I asked, I mean, you got permission, I asked... I, th- I think that that was permission. I asked during the breakup if I could talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Did you really? So, here's what happened. Uh, no so fucking I... way. Wait on, wait on, wait on. Mid being broken up with, you asked if you could talk about it on the podcast? So, I started dating Samantha about six months back, and like I said, she's extraordinarily private. I am extraordinarily not private. That's part of why she finds me really fascinating. Uh, we were just very opposite in a lot of interesting ways and got along really well and love and kisses and all that kind of stuff came along quickly because I am pretty fast to fall in love and she's great. She's just like wonderful. And one thing that I never, so here's something that I realized after we broke up, she is my fifth girlfriend ever. Yeah. Like I have not dated many people. Yeah. And I'm very good at bits of it, and then I'm just really bad at big chunks of it. Okay, which bits are the bad? Okay, usually I would say, tell me just the bits that you're terrible at. So maybe tell me like one or two things that you're good at, and then the five or six things that you're bad at. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I'm good at... I mean, you've dated me. Why am I good to date? Ooh. (laughs) You're great at writing email, love letters. I mean, you don't have much evidence for that. That I don't respond to. (laughs) Um, you write good emails. Um, <laughs> That's just really the first one again. <laughs> Your email correspondence is excellent. Uh. <laughs> um, so a friend and I have been talking a lot about the life admin qualities of different relationships. Okay. You have like top-notch life admin qualities. Oh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds very nice. Okay. What do you think life admin means? Uh, I'm really good at paperwork for life. No, it's like, like, so, so much of being in a kind of serious relationship is life admin. You keep saying that like it's a thing that people have heard of before. Wait, I'm (laughs) explaining, working out like where you're going to live and what food you're going to eat and how you're going to work out your budget and are you going to go on vacation and... How are you going to work out your email strategies and what's the best way to work out who does what chores and all that kind of stuff? Like, you're really, really good at that stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think the three best things that I am in terms of dating is probably life admin stuff, being supportive. I think I'm very good at being supportive and being responsive. I think if you, if you have an issue with me and you bring it up, I'm pretty good at, like, working on that issue. Yeah, you're pretty good at getting feedback. I remember you sending me an email once that said, three and a half things and it was like here's three and a half things and how we could solve them in our relationship (laughs) i don't know why i specifically remember that email because there was a lot of emails like that yeah you were really responsive you'd take on feedback and then be like okay and i've decided this is what i'm gonna do about that thing blah 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 go off and peter into the world (laughs) the stuff that i don't think i'm as good at 
is particularly navigating inter-poly relationships. Okay, more information. In that, like, Lucy and Samantha, like, working out how to, how to navigate that. Oh! Oh. And I think, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be finger pointy here, but I think that is because I had such a disastrous experience with you huh. that now that whole area is very, like, scary. You know what's interesting is that I'm actually kind of good at that now. Right. So, like, did, <laughs> did uh, have we got a fake name for your ex? Are we doing a fake name for your ex? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> did did Daniel and Corin ever hang out? Yes, actually, actually, um, Corin helped Daniel buy a bike. All oh, right. Well, there we go. Yeah, and Daniel's really into his bike, and his bike perfectly matches my bike. Like, they look really similar, except my is bike is really up? pink and his bike is very blue. Like, they look like brother-sister bikes. It's very candy. Is that a person? Just very, like, like saccharine. Oh, I see. Like, yep. in, a, in a way that's cute. Oh, so just sweet, really, is the word you're looking for. But kind of I hate it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, in a way that I'm ashamed to, to, to admit that I think it's cute. So, Lucy is way better at poly stuff than I am. Just way better at it. Really? And Huh. Yeah, well, because I'm not good at this, like, navigation of interpersonal, inter, interpersonal stuff. Inter-squared personal. Which is, yeah, that's why I remember speaking to you a while ago. I'm not sure if we were talking on the podcast, but I remember you saying, like, Lucy and Samantha finally met and you... And I was like, oh, wow, cool. And you were like, yeah, I don't really get it. I don't know why they need to do that. And I was like, wow, weird. Because to me, that's such an import, like, that's such a important part. Well, right, for, for Lucy as well. Like, uh, Lucy is very keen to be friends with his metamors. Yeah. And Samantha was interested in meeting Lucy, but other than that, was quite happy with, like, a very separate kind of relationship. Yeah. I, I like, I will freely admit I had this, I was terrible at this side of it. In that my attitude was like, I don't want to have to think about it because I'd had such a bad time in the past. Okay, so why did you have such a bad time? Like, I mean, be nice, but... <laughs> <laughs> Listen to episodes 30 32. Yeah, but I mean, like, what specifically are you afraid of or avoiding? Uh, s- stress, I guess. Specifically, like... I don't know. I, I just, I like my, my awful attitude about it is just very much like, I don't want to think about that. Like that is just a, a minefield of stressfulness for me. Like the first time that you met Uma, you spilled a glass of wine on her and your relationship deteriorated pretty steadily from there. Hey, that was a complete accident. Like genuinely an accident. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying you threw, a, <laughs> I'm not saying you threw a glass of wine on someone. I'm saying the fact is the first time you met her, a glass of wine was spilled upon her, and that did not set a positive tone for the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We were just bad at shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blaming you. I'm just telling the story. Okay. And so, like, some of the most stressful times in my life were around that, and so now I have this, like, avoidance technique, which is really bad. I need to work I on it. I don't want to go there. Yeah, but uh, Samantha was totally fine with that. Oh, see, what's interesting is, like, my way of dealing with that I also found that stressful. It's a little bit stressful. But my way of dealing with that is to, like, move into it. How so? I don't do this with everything. I'm not a perfect human where, like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm 
avoiding something and I'm scared of something, I know the answer is to explore that further and move through those emotions. But for me with that stuff, particularly with metamors, so people that are dating the same person as me, I have really experimented a lot in 2016 with trying to invite some of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like build genuine connections. I've tried to be really self-reflective in a very annoyingly tedious way (laughs) about like, what am I thinking about this and what are my intentions and like, why do I want to say this thing? And does that make sense? Like I've been really self-analytical with that process and being able to unpack a lot of that stuff but it's not just me like the people that Corin has dated have been like really also willing to kind of go there with me if that makes sense yeah so I've had conversations with them about like the difficulties I've had with the situation and and I think that that being able to be honest in that way with people and have a genuine connection about where, you, where you're vulnerable and someone else is willing to kind of be there with that, with you. And it's just been really amazing. But basically, I really wanted to avoid it. But instead, I was like, oh, okay, I need to sort of move into it. Well, I mean, one thing that I really heavily leaned into in 2016 was, is going to sound weird, but just like not spending time with people. I spent more time in 2016 alone than I probably have in the rest of my life because the only people I hang out with are the people I'm dating and people I'm working with. And that's, that's it. Like I have no friends because I really wanted to like dedicate this year to just working Oh, last year to just working. And so when Lucy dates people, I I'm like, why, why would I want to meet them? Like, I get that I should want to meet them, but like, I, I don't have friends. Why would I make friends with people who, are going to be in and out of my life without any of my control. Like, it's such a weird concept to me. You are such a beautiful person. See, I think maybe probably it's partially <laughs> because you, I mean, you don't really get jealous. So, right. So, for me, doing that process of connecting with that person is, you know, is definitely selfish in a bunch of ways. Like, it's about avoiding jealousy. Well, it's about exploring it and disarming it. It's a lot harder than just avoiding it. <laughs> um, Combating it. But if you don't have the need to like explore that stuff, you're like, yeah, fine, do whatever. Then I can understand why you're like, I don't necessarily need to be connected to that person. I don't. I don't have an issue with meeting them, but like, I don't want to put time into that because I don't want to put time into anything really. Like, that sounds lazy, but like, I have, I have my time very carefully allocated, and so allocating time to this, I'm just like, I don't really understand why I would do that. Uh, having said that, Lucy wanted to meet Samantha. So we had like dinner once together and it was fine. And I was like, cool, done. Uh, after I broke up with Samantha, after Samantha dumped me, I learned that Lucy had been very uncomfortable for a long period of time about the lack of time that they'd spent together. Oh, right. And so now that's the thing that I have to, I have to deal with going further, but I didn't realize that at the time. Whereas Samantha was like, I think just very much like me in that she was totally fine with it. It's so funny how many different ways there is of doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, some people, they really want the poly puddle where like everybody's, and I have groups of friends like that where everybody's kind of fucking loving, cuddling everybody else. And it's kind of lovely because it's like, in terms of looking at that and thinking about jealousy, everyone's sort of in, like 
from the outside anyway, it looks like everyone's in, you know, and and sharing all the good stuff together. It's not like discrete relationships. It looks kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> One of the things about Polly is that when you enter a new relationship, you're entering two to three new relationships, like your relationship with the person, their relationship with your partner, and their relationship with your relationship. Yeah. And so I think uh, like the... Yeah. <laughs> Like, that reaction there is why I've always been like, I don't want to do that, but I understand that that is a thing that you need to do and you can't just avoid it. Anyway, so that, that is just some context of the relationship that I had with Lucy and Samantha and the relationship they had. And the reason we broke up, I keep saying that, it's a very neutral term. The reason I got dumped, I was hanging out with Samantha and the topic came Wait on, up. like, is this one of those a specific thing happened? I mean... The, the thing was that she dumped me. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, you know, there's kind of two sorts of relationship breakdowns. One's where something happens. Does that make sense? Like there's a particular yeah. moment. And the other one is just like it deteriorates over a long period of time. Both are beautiful in their own way. <laughs> I think this is a third kind of subset uh, because okay. this has been by far like the most frustrating breakup because we are still crazy about each other like we still really love and respect and want to be with each other so i was at dinner with samantha and brought up the fact that lucy and i are trying to gonna try and have a baby yes oh samantha was not not like oh i hate babies but like has has come to the point where she's like i'm not going to have kids and she would very much like to have kids, but she's decided not to for a lot of reasons. I want to know what the reasons are, but I think that probably that's too private. And so the idea of being in a relationship with someone who is in the process of having kids was like oh. a, a deeply unpleasant prospect. Ow. Yeah. Ow. And so like, I don't know, I want to be with her so much. Um I'm still absolutely crazy about her and I think about her every day and I'm super sad in a way that, like, I'm not used to. (laughs) But at the same time, like, as a breakup, it makes total sense. I couldn't really argue with it. And so, yeah, she, uh, we were were lying in bed and she woke me up because I was having a little sleep because it was 2am and was like, hey, I need to tell you this. I don't think we can be together. I still think you're great. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Babies etc. And then we proceeded to talk until like 6am. And at some point in those four hours is when like, at no point were we like, oh, we're breaking up or not. It was firmly a breakup conversation for the start. And then it was just like closing off all the loose ends. And so one of those loose ends was me being like, hey, can I talk about this on the podcast? Oh, so you did ask. Yeah. And that's the thing. I didn't like ask while being broken up with. It's I mean, yeah, You have such sure. black and white okay. thinking, SJ. It's really hard to, to get these ideas through to you sometimes. I'm sorry, the world is not grey. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that is the story of my breakup. That's really sad. I know. It's really sad. I was so happy. So, like, and actually earlier that date, while we were at dinner, I'd been like, look, I don't know how to express this very well, but I am just so happy dating you, and I'm so in love with you, and I'm so excited to spend time with you, and this and this and this, and, like... Yeah, Four, five hours later, <laughs> we'd gone on a bike ride across the beach and then gone and see some stand-up comedy. And Wait on, you rode bikes on the beach? 
That doesn't well, make sense. What kind of bikes? Like bikes with massive tires? There's a path I can't picture you riding a bike. Like those ones are really hard to ride. I'm really good at riding bikes. I don't believe that. I, I cried. Did you? And it was a, a different kind of cry than the type I'm used to. It was a cry that I haven't had since I was like a teenager, I think. So the last few cries that I've had have been the ones where you're suddenly crying. Okay. Much like you in episode 51. <laughs> <laughs> you mean as in like where you don't expect it, it just happens. Yeah. That was like when I listened to that episode Millennial or when I was watching me, Earl and the Dying Girl, I was just like, oh, I am crying now. It just happened. And this one was one that like I, I stopped and processed and like let all the feelings go through. And then I had this build up behind my eyes and then tears. And I was like, man, that is a totally different feeling. As in because you knew that it was going to happen. No, it was just like literally a physical sensation that was very, very different. Ah. Because I don't have normal people emotions, I guess. Uh, I, I find them really interesting when I do have them. Yeah. Did you save it? The tears? No, weirdly. Yeah, did you save the tears? <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's the logical thing to do. I agree. That is, the, that is the normal person thing to do. In this laboratory of one, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. So tell me your breakup tale. Or do you, want to, do you want to respond to mine? I don't know what to say, except that that's really sad. I'm getting to the age where... I don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> fuck everyone. No, I'm getting to the <laughs> age where people are starting to make a lot more decisions based on having or not having kids. Yeah, it reaches, it reaches a point. And that's kind of scary to me. I've known it for a while, but... I think it's going to become more apparent just how just really bites the the differences in biology in terms of ability to have kids just sets people up in different ways that's just kind of unfair. I mean it is it's unfair. Does that make sense? As in like yeah. People who can have like people who are biologically female and who can have kids like have to think of their life in different ways yeah well ha having kids for lucy is a very dysphoric thing because he doesn't of course a a and yeah. so like genuinely if there's some way that we could do it i would absolutely be the one to bear the child like that would be a fascinating experience for me i would be 100 percent on board with that turns out you can't just do that we applied and everything they just, <laughs> just won't let you <laughs> anyway it's just kind of interesting i was talking to a friend of mine the other day about about their relationship and them talking about whether or whether not to have kids and they were not sure, but their partner, who's a woman, wants kids. Yeah. And then has to decide whether they will wait around. You know, like, but then you're also at an age where you only have, like, certain number, like, maybe, like, five years left to make babies. And you're like, well... And you don't want to do it with someone who you haven't been with for more than, like, a year or two? Yeah, and the timing, and then you also want to have a career, and it's just difficult. Yeah. Some some other friends of mine, they were talking about. She was talking about with her boyfriend because she's in her like early thirties about like having kids and like, do you want to do that or whatever? And and he was kind of like, well, I can have kids up until I'm fifty. And I want to make sure that my career is successful first, but they're the same age. And I was like, oh man, that's just... So suddenly, you know, 45 year old guys marrying 20 year old women makes a lot more sense. Totally. But it also like binds, you know, it does bind like w 
people who can bear children into particular situations. Like, I find it terrifying because the thought of having to rely on so, like on someone in that way, like where you lose your independence. You're talking about the kid? No, no, no. If like, like if you have a, I don't fucking know how people do it, particularly with. I don't know what you're creative, talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay. So creative careers take a long time. Yes. For a lot of people to be able to get anywhere where you can make money. Correct. And you have to work really fucking hard. So there's that. It's a privilege to even be able to consider having a creative career. And then how the fuck do you work out how to put kids into that little tight career sandwich? Yeah. And often that, you know, I can imagine that people will get into a situation where they are relying on a, a partner in some way to be able to contribute financially to that situation. And then if you have kids, like if you have kids and then you break up or you want to break up, you can't break up yeah. because, you know, like that situation terrifies me. Have I told you that uh, the plan is for me to be a stay-at-home dad? Well, I assume that that's the case. I don't understand how that's going to work. <laughs> Which part? Um, I just, I just really feel like I should tell you, I think you're going to be a terrible father. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, just logistically, how is that going to work? So my, my, my goal is to be a stay-at-home dad who works like 10 to 15 to maybe 20 hours a week. Yeah. Which is like, that sounds like a lot for a stay-at-home dad, but it's not like going out to a work. It's uh, like, kids down for a nap. Let's see if I can get like half an hour of work done. Mm. And so my ideal situation would be that I like keep Jelly Bean Games pedaling along. But at that point, I'd just outsource like replying to emails and... Everything that I don't have to be the one doing, so I'd like get a VA to just do all of the customer service stuff, like just flat out yeah. have someone who does all the customer service. And uh, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I do is like checking my phone and, and answering little questions, which I think you can do when you've got a kid. Yeah, it's not the kind of job where I need to sit down and do spreadsheets for like four hours straight. And so Jelly Bean Games, I think, can continue if I'm a stay at home dad. And then ideally, I would get like five hours a week to write sitcoms, and then that would you know, keep me creatively fulfilled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that still sounds hard. And wait on, so, but do you do that for like four years? Well, if, if we have my ideal number of two kids together. Wait on, wait then... on, wait on. This is very different to the figure you gave me when we were going out. Lucy is 35. There is an upper limit to how many kids we can have as a couple. Okay, sure. So you mean as in like you would have kids with other people as well? Is that what yeah, is that down what the track. you mean? Maybe. Okay, sure. See, super unfair. Like, <laughs> so unfair. Although Janet Jackson just had a kid and she's 50. That's insane. I know. Wow. It's just like if 30 is the new 20, which I don't even think that that's... The, I don't. Anyway, you know, that's kind of the idea. 30 is the new 20. You spend your 20s sort of exploring yourself or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, like our biology hasn't changed. Like culturally, <laughs> yeah, we... Biology hasn't caught up with the latest fad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> biology hasn't caught up with culture. It's not like, oh, 30 is the new 20. Okay. We will extend that for another 10 years. Like particularly, I'm 27 and from now on, my fertility is just going down. I read that last year and I was like, oh, okay. All right. I just find it really stressful. So I, I feel like... On some level, 
your continuing to talk about kids is a way of avoiding discussing your own breakup. No, not really. Not really. Uh, <laughs> why do you think I got broken up with? It's definitely, definitely because of how unattractive you are. That's not even funny, man. It's not even funny. It, it takes like a while to notice. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's because right. you have like... You keep going with this. <laughs> it's because okay. you have big tits. So like you're blind to the fact. You kind of like really get sucked in by the tits. And then after a while you're like, oh, she's hideous. <laughs> I don't even like the word tits. <laughs> tits sounds like... That just reminds me of high school. I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm sure some people like that word. Personally. Not something I like to use for my juba jabbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did you get broken up with? I'm going to say it's not to do with Polly. Not to Because do with... I'm amazing at it. That's why, of course. Not to do with sex or job stuff or money or kids. Oh, man, this is tricky. I think I have like such a high opinion of you. I'm like, why would anyone break up with SJ? Exactly. Am I right? I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I'm, I'm struggling to think of a reason. Um, he's moving interstate. He's moving overseas. No. Ah, uh, what is it? You're moving overseas. No, not that also. It's just a really weird way of telling me. <laughs> I didn't get dumped at all. It's all a ruse. I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> no. So, it's actually... It's a bit more complicated than I got dumped. That's like a very simplistic way of looking at it. I got woken up and dumped. That's true. What a rude awakening. Yeah. Not not rude as in like, don't do that. Rude as in like, ah. So mine is a bit more complicated and less fraught, I suppose. Anyway, Daniel <laughs> I you going to say I... fun. <laughs> less fun. <laughs> 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 on this show, I use my real name and have pseudonyms for my partners. You use your partner's real names and have a pseudonym for yourself. <laughs> we all know who we're trying to protect here. <laughs> and it's me. The ladies. You, it's the people around you. <laughs> the ladies and Lucy. Actually, yeah, it's people with commonly feminine names or pseudonyms. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so we were going out. And that was really fun. While we were sort of breaking up, I actually talked about you. Like during the breakup? Yeah. Nice. Am I the reason? Oh my God, am I the reason for the breakup? Yeah, actually. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. What? Oh my God, I would never have thought of this. Tell me the tale. No, it's not because of you. Uh, Sorry, don't I just lie really to me. wanted to see your face. You were so excited. Wow. You know what? I like being talked about. I know. <laughs> Even if it's like you caused something awful. I like to feel significant. And causing a breakup is pretty significant. Yeah, no, it didn't have anything to do with you. Basically, we'd been like sort of going out for a bit and it was kind of complicated. It was sort of really fun and also a little bit complicated and for me, the kind of sexual element of the relationship wasn't completely, like, it was a bit complicated, if that makes sense. Two dicks? And this is how it relates to you. Because I have two dicks? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Um, I was in this situation where I was like, I know I like having sex with this person, but I don't want to. Does that make sense? How does this relate to me? Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. It'll get there. You dick. 
No, but genuinely, that's how I was feeling. And then, you know, like sometimes if you get in that pattern, then it kind of, kind of all go to shit because then it's not free and easy. Then you're like self-conscious about... Yeah, it becomes an obligation. Your, your attraction and blah, 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 blah. And so then we just sat down and had a big chat about it, which was really good. It actually, I mean, I thought it was quite brave and far-reaching and self-reflective and me thinking about how I'm attracted to people and date people and blah, 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 blah. And this is where it comes down to you. Because he was like, what's going on? And I was like, look, it's kind of complicated because I've dated a bunch of people that I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm fucking about you right now. Case in point, Peter C. Hayward. Aww. Which is, I love you so much. But how this we not met. not good for my sexual rep, come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Initially, that wasn't, you know... We, we, we like... SJ, we both know that we only do this podcast to get me laid, and you are not helping right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I'm... I just, I just don't... Ethically, I'm not into false advertising. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, because when we met, like, it was also kind of complicated, if that makes sense. How? What? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, it was totally easy. It all made sense. Never mind what I said. Let's move on. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Just say the thing. Stop waiting for me to answer the questions that I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it in the second episode of this podcast when I was like, when I met you, I wasn't like, what a babe. I was like, huh, what an interesting person. Right. You only want to date babes. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I you're saying is you're very mar- shallow. I almost married you. Okay. Like... Yeah, and then you didn't because you're like, not hot enough. And then I didn't. It was, yeah, definitely that. Very I put, shallow. I put your face into hotornot.com. <laughs> I only came out with the 5.7. I'm sorry. I just, the people have spoken. And so I've had, you're not the only person that I've had, like, really, does that make sense? You're not the only person that I've had. Re- really dissatisfying sexual relationship with. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. So you're not the only person that I've had relationships like that with. Where, and even with my, like, my current partner, who I'm like, wow, you are, what the fuck? Like, my attraction and my want for sex has, like, waxed and waned over the period of our relationship. Like, even with him, I'm like, I know I like having sex with you, I know I think you're attractive, and I don't want to have sex with you. Which is normal. So, I, I, like, I I have a kind of... um. I don't really understand my attraction and how it changes and stuff all the time. Um, it's it's really hard to... <laughs> I think I understand what you're saying, but I keep thinking that what you're trying to say is I'm very, very shallow. <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like I'm trying to say the opposite thing. So why, why did you break up? So I was like, it was this interesting thing of like, well, yeah, I wouldn't have pursued you if I wasn't attracted to you. But then also my attraction is complicated and I'm not like, it, it's changing and I don't really understand it. But then also the more I feel self-conscious about it, the more less I feel into it. And we also had this really interesting conversation around like attraction being contextual, if that makes sense. It was a really interesting conversation. Should have recorded it. Should have recorded it. It made me really think about how, like, your attractiveness and and your sexuality isn't static. It exists also in the context of whoever, if there is someone there, like, whoever you're being sexual with, if that makes sense. And 
it was interesting to talk about and unpick these ideas around cultural ideas of what is an attractive coupling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one thing that we talked about a bit was that he's he's a little bit taller than me and he's kind of a similar size to me and similar build. that made me feel like a big person and that didn't make me feel attractive, if that makes sense. Wait, because he was taller than you, you felt big? No, 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 no. Because he was like a little bit taller. He was like, he's quite a slender person. Oh, right. And I, it makes me feel like a fat person. Right. Does that make sense? Because there's this cultural idea of like what men and women are supposed to look like and what they should look like next to each other. And even though I don't agree with those ideas. They still affected you. They still affect you. And it was like vice versa. We talked about it. It was like vice versa of like. Yeah, actually kind of the same. Like, <laughs> you make me feel small. <laughs> it was super interesting because I was like, wow, I've never been able to have kind of such an honest conversation. I started crying just randomly in the cafe for no, like, I have no idea. Like, there wasn't something that specifically triggered it. I just was really, it was a really difficult conversation because I felt really... Yeah, I just felt really vulnerable, I suppose. It was one of those cries where you don't realize it's going to happen. It just happens yeah. upon you. An ambush cry, we like to call those in the business. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we had this big conversation and then we decided that we wouldn't have sex. But they were like, oh, I kind of want to do the Roma stuff. This doesn't sound like it's going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's where we left it. And I was like, wow, cool, this is amazing. See, you can have different kinds of relationships. Like, you know, because we're not monogamous, it doesn't mean that we have to have a relationship that looks a certain way. Yeah. We can kind of be like, yeah, that bit doesn't work. Let's not stay at each other's house and let's not have sex, but we can do this thing. And that's really exciting. But then, yeah, later on, he sent me an email. He was like, actually, I don't think that that's a good idea and I don't want to do that. And I was like, where? That sounds like a pretty standard <laughs> react, like going home and thinking about it and being like, wait, what? No, <laughs> obviously not. I know. I know. When Samantha and I broke up, we were like, okay, look, we've just had like a four hour conversation at 2am to 6am or 5am or whatever it was. Yeah. Let's meet up again later this week and like have a conversation in the broad daylight. We didn't do that. Like that was that was one of those things where you're like, yeah, let's do this. This seems really sensible at the time. And the next day you're like, no, oh, I don't want to do that at all. Like, no. Oh. Like I, I, I want to talk to Samantha. I still love her and miss her. But like going and having a rehash of the dumping conversation is not a <laughs> it's not an appealing option now. <laughs> let's do it again, but this time be more aware. Yay! So listeners at home, uh. Vote on your phones now. Who had the better breakup? Was it Peter, dumped for wanting to have kids, or SJ, breaking up with someone for not being hot enough? That's not fuck you. <laughs> You're a fuckhead. I mean, I think that my breakup was definitely better. <laughs> but that's because we still have a great relationship. We just hung out the other day. He's having me write an article. I currently don't have a relationship with my ex, so thank you very much for, for rubbing that in. I could rub it in some more. Would you like to? That would me be great, to, actually, yeah. I could just very, read out some cathartic. of the exchanges that we've had via text message. Um, <laughs> I sent him a gif of Rihanna covered in 
covered in diamonds. Um, we have an outro this week. Oh yeah, cool. From we have we have a bunch of outros. A lot of people after the dearth of a few podcasts ago where we, we were doing them ourselves, we got a bunch of outros. But please do keep sending them in. Contact at beinghonestwithmax.com. Today's outro is from Anne. Thanks for listening to Being Honest with My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Cats are my favorite pets. <laughs> Just like, correct, is all I can say. Absolutely on the fucking money. I'm sorry you got dumped. I'm more sorry that you got dumped. Okay, you win this round. Okay, good. You were, you were I am the, the better friend. <laughs> I was the sorriest, yes. Yeah, no, I've been just really, really sad about it for like a month now. Do you, like, you guys can't hang out at all? Well, at the moment we're both still kind of getting over it. Yeah. It's, it's not like one of us is like, I don't want to be with you. We both want to be with each other. Yeah. She just doesn't want to be with someone who is having a baby. Yeah. Like, it's not me that she wanted to break up with, and it's not her that I broke up with. It's a, a fact in our life, you know? Wow. If you date someone and have a baby, does that mean you'll go on dates with the baby? No. No, no. you wouldn't take the baby on <laughs> dates, would you? No, suppose, obviously not. <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to... Pe- I mean, I was just thinking that would be weird. I'm not sure I would, I would be up for that. But the baby wouldn't be on the dates. The baby wouldn't be on the dates, no. Okay, the baby would be somewhere else. Presumably with Lucy. Oh, that's a great spot for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't understand how your crazy polyamorous relationship works, okay? You know. It's, it's pretty radical. It's pretty full-on crazy. Would you date someone who had a kid? Or was having a kid? I mean, yeah, potentially. I'm trying to, I'm trying to ask you on a date, SJ. Don't make this difficult. To make this harder than it has to be. I feel like we date every fucking week and I'm sick of it. (laughs) And I look forward to dating you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Next time bring roses. All right? Okay. (laughs)